On this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we head back to the 90s for a special super surprise bonus extra guest. Na 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 na. G'day, g'day, welcome to the 19th episode of every Aussie number one song ever. I'm Teddy and for this special episode we have the regular folk, Jimmy Keefe and Matty Doc. Teddy, how are we? Teddy! Good, Jim. Matty, how are you going? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having us back. No worries. Happy to uh, have you back, Doc. You're expecting soon, you might. Miss um, a couple episodes coming up or what? Well, might miss part of this episode all going to plan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, potentially might be a substitute. We'll see how we go. Mm, exciting times. Yeah. Uh, so on to the episode. We're heading to 1994. Uh, prime time, really. Uh, a few things to note from that year include the fugitive Christopher Scase was caught. In Spain, uh, Australia began to move to an eight-digit phone number. Yes. I was talking about that the other day, actually. <laughs> tough, tough times. <laughs> and somebody was telling me they, they used to be four-digit phone numbers too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll save that for another potty, maybe. Um, a student fired two blank shots from a starting pistol at Prince Charles in Sydney. Oh, Jesus. Hmm, I'd never heard of that when I came across that. Yeah. Uh, the, the final eight was introduced in the AFL. Uh, it's a big year for Aussie film and TV. Muriel's Wedding and Priscilla were released. And Blue Healers made its debut. Blue Healers. Yes. <laughs> uh, and today's and... guest is PJ. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh some big musical acts of the year were Mariah Carey, Brian Adams, Salt and Pepper, Silverchair, and the Twelfth Man. Yes. <laughs> Thanks very much, Muchie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the charts at uh, the 8th of February, 1994, the number one song in Australia was Give It Up. By Cut and Move. You heard this one before, fellas? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> absolute classic from the day. Yeah, that's good. As soon as, as soon as you flick it on, you just like 90s. And um, yeah, probably when, when, we, when I saw the title of it, it was like, I'm not sure. And as soon as you hear the opening start, mm. you're like, yep, I'll take me back. Yeah. It's a bit of a cover too. Did, did you know uh, the original KC and the Sunshine Band? I wasn't aware of that one, but yeah, put it on. It's not. It has some similarities. It is a little bit different, mm. but it's also not one that is totally different either. Yeah, I don't think you'd pick. Like I didn't know there was an original and a and a, that no, was no. a cover. So I assume you're just hearing one. You just thought it was the same one because that's <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, just a few swap around with a few instruments. I think. 
And I think depending what country you looked at uh, is probably the version you'll remember. It was, you know, some countries, the cover was bigger than the original and vice versa. So Fair enough. So cut and move, Danish, Danish group. Oh. Um, yeah, this is where I usually talk about the artist or the band. But uh, for this episode, very exciting, we have someone on the line. Hello? No, no, I shouldn't joke. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't told you boys, but I actually got to have a chat to the singer of Cut and Move. What? Cindy Larson. So we might play the song first uh, for the Spotify users out there. And then after that, you'll hear an interview with Cindy. That I, she was very generous in uh, giving, giving me some of her time. Here we go. Okay, listeners, for the first time in the history of this podcast, we are fortunate enough to have on the line someone who is directly involved in the number one song we're covering. It's a big welcome to the singer of Give It Up, Cindy Larson. Cindy, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. <laughs> good, dude. Very excited to uh, to have you here. Very Thanks so much. You. You're welcome. So good to, to talk to you. Where, where are you? What are you up to at the moment? Right now, I am in New York City. So, yep. in the Big Apple, um, where yep. I, yeah, I live uh, in Denmark and I live in New York. So, I go back and forth. And right oh, now, nice. I'm just looking out and we have like a beautiful morning here, you know, with the sun shining and everything is open. So it's a, it's a good day. Oh, very good. Are you in uh, any sort of lockdown at the moment or are you? Not at all. Um, like New York is primarily open now, you know, and there are no restrictions. People are wearing masks, but you can go to the gym. You can, you know, yep. shop, you can go out to eat. The only thing that's not open yet, I don't know how it is in Australia, but the music scene is still uh, a little mm. vacant still. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. We, we do have a little bit going on, but uh, not the max, you know, the big concerts yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, it must be tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a, it's been a tough year for music. Mm. That's no, no lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get to give it up, Yes. I'd like to hear a bit about your history, if you don't mind. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where did you grow up and were you always destined to be a singer? Um, well, I think I wanted to be a gymnast Okay. <laughs> when I was smaller. <laughs> I was like yeah. competing. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Denmark uh, with my Danish mother um, and I always loved to, physical uh, sports. So when I was growing up, I always played outside. I went to gym, gymnastics uh, tournaments and became really good. And then when I was about 15, uh, I hurt my knee in an accident on my <laughs> motorcycle. Uh, oh. <laughs> but that, you know, there's always these moments that change your life. And that was actually a moment that changed my life because I was hurt and I had a cast on for about two months. And that... Right. So I was like, I tried to go back to uh, gymnastics and I couldn't because of my knee hurt. Mm. So I was like, what am I going to do with my time? And after that period, um, I was with my mother. Um, we were sitting at 
three o'clock in the evening, uh, Friday night. And I was about 16 and we saw a show with Prince. And I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, he came on stage. He was looked dressed in white like an angel. Like this is too crazy. He's too hot. And he was African-American <laughs> like me or African-Scandinavian. Uh, and I got so inspired. And I said to my mom, mom, I want to do what Prince does. And the next day I went down, there was a super uh, where we lived in this uh, apartment complex. And I went down there and I was just like, I see you have a piano. Is it possible for me to go in there and play when there's nobody there? And I got <laughs> access to the piano and he opened the door. I got the keys and I sat down and I just put my hands on the chords and I started to play and sing. Oh, and I man. had that aha moment that this is absolutely what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life for sure. So that was, um, yeah. So one accident led to that, <laughs> to music. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. So did you have, you obviously had a bit of natural talent straight away or did, did you have to persevere? I had to work like every skill. I, I totally believe so. But I had a natural, um, I had a passion for it right away. I don't know if other people feel like that. Maybe you're listening to it, but once you know what you want to do, it feels right. It just feels natural. And I, I, I worked a lot. I rehearsed a lot. And I became a singer in like these school bands and started to perform my songs with them. And then there's this big uh, competition called the European Song Contest. And I do believe that Australia was uh, in it now, right? You're in it now. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had a few uh, entries in over the last few years. Yeah, yes. right. I remember when you went, oh, yes, awesome. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, the Danish finale, you know, there's always the, the, the finales there. I was in that competition in Denmark in 1991. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. 92. And that was like the moment I was on TV. I was singing the song and I came in second. And I was like, oh, bummer. Oh, yes. But then on Monday, um, a friend of mine now, cast, uh, his name is Soul Shock. He's a big producer now in L.A. for all the big stars with Houston and Monica and stuff like that. He called me up and he said, I work on EMI. We want to sign you to a five label, uh, five album deal. And we have this wow. band called Cut and Move. They already have establishment with a song, Get Serious. We want you to join the band. And I was like, somebody pinch me. <laughs> <I'm a Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, uh, I was signed to, to a deal with, uh, with Cut and Move. I met the guys yeah. and, and the first song that we did in the studio was actually Give It Up. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And well, yeah, I was going to ask how you came to join. So it was, uh, you didn't know any of the members beforehand. It was uh, no, just I a record label. Just a record label. I've seen them on TV with their first single, uh, Get Serious. So yep. what, I met them and then I came in and the chemistry was really good. And I did the backing vocals for Give It Up. And I was like, this is going to be a smash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, when we did record the leads in another studio, the Crown Prince of Denmark, uh, he uh. loves music and he's always around us musicians. He came over, he was in the other studio. He came in, he's like, this is amazing. So he was like blessing it. Uh. <laughs> wow, the royalty. Yeah. Yes. That, that was the approval. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that was the beginning of a whole new era of my life. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, the, the cut and move, they, were, they had an album released already and they were pretty popular in 
in Denmark before you joined? Like mm -hmm. it was very popular in Denmark and also for some reason in America, maybe because of the hip hop element they had. Okay. Uh, but they didn't have like the the major international breakthrough yet. Mm. That happened when we released uh, "Give It Up," and I was in. Um, I re recorded uh, give it the lead vocals for Give It Up and I went to Bahamas for a trip and I got, this is so many years ago, I got a fax from our master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the old fax, like, stop. And <laughs> the fax said that I had to come home because we were actually um, number one all, all over Europe already and it was going uh, bananas. So I had to <laughs> interrupt my trip and come home to Denmark. Yeah, nice. Um... Did you feel any pressure or were you just excited to join Cut and Move? Like, um, you know, the fact that I'd already established a little bit. I mean, I, I was, of course, I was nervous uh, in the beginning because, you know, I didn't know what, what I was walking into. And being in a band is like a marriage, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it can be complicated. But I was just so happy to finally do what I've been dreaming about and, um, you know, watching Prince. So I was just so happy, excited. Yeah. I didn't know that it would be so massive so quickly. I had no idea. Mm. So I, you know, when I landed from Bahamas, it was just straight to doing the Give It Up video. And then we started traveling again and again, like two countries sometimes per year, or per day. Uh, and Germany exploded massively. We went top 10 there with my friend, uh, Tanya from Culture Beat with their Mr. Vane and you yep. know and, and we toured with uh, Alban, Dr. Alban, Hattie, Hathaway and, and all these 90s acts. Oh, we were nice. just, yeah. We're just touring together again and again and again, you know. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it does take me back. I was only oh, about nine or ten at the time, but I had a uh, compilation C D with yeah, <laughs> a few of those names you just mentioned. <laughs> I do remember the compilation CDs. Those were amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, give it up was it was kind of ready to go. Like, do you know how the came how it came to be the song? Like, was it uh, who yeah. were the main song writers? I guess or the um, creators in um, Cut and Move. Creators in, in Cut and Move we had we had uh, two producers, Jan, uh, Jarn, and Pierre. And they, yep. uh, Darn is like a DJ. So he had heard the, the original version of Give It Up with Casey and the Sunshine Band. Mm -hmm. And Pierre, um, yeah, he was like the wizard on a keyboard. So they started <laughs> to merge these two together. So they took the version and then they did the real um, new updated version of it. He started programming with drums. And then in terms of horns, um, they actually had a real horn section to come in and play in the studio. So it was real horns like the original version. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they wanted to update it with, you know, the new flavor um, and still keep it positive and upbeat. So that was how it came about, you know, and then I put my flavor on it. And um, yeah, that's how we, we made it. And it was really, really rapid. It was really fast. Like sometimes when we do a fun, you know, hits, it, it, it takes no time because you're just in the flow and that you could just feel that it it just helped itself out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and straight away you thought oh, this this could be something, yeah, you know, special, yeah. Yes, and it was also back in the days where the record labels were huge before pre Spotify, so the EMI all over the world released it at the same time, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, minus Australia. I think that came a little later, but you know, Europe at first, and then Asia, and then uh, also I think Australia. And I remember I was actually because um, my mom. I don't know if you know that my mom and her family from Denmark. Before I was born, they immigrated to Sydney, Australia. So <laughs> no, that was yeah, no. Um, so oh, yeah. and they lived there uh, as immigrants a couple of years, and they had they wanted the Australia dream. The Australian dream, not the American dream. So they took yeah. the sailboat there for seven weeks to go to Australia and make it happen. And yeah. so they talked a lot. And my mother was a, a dancer. <laughs> and this is not dancers today. You know, dancers today are um, strippers. But my mom was yeah. a dancer down in uh, King's Cross at the, I think it was called Groovy Room. So she was dancing there in Sydney, Australia. So when they came home and I was born and I was conceived in uh, Sydney, Australia as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I came, they came home and when uh... I was born, they're like, Australia, you have to hear. So I, I have pictures of Australia and I know it's very dear to my heart. And what actually happened was that um, when I we asked, the, we, the label said, you're number one in Australia. I was like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to ask, like, you know, <laughs> it was it was number one in Australia for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it was the thirteenth biggest song of the year in uh, 1994. Not bad. Um, was yeah. Do you know if there was any particular reason Australia uh, loved it so much? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Uh, when we, I maybe the vibe there as well, the the positivity that. Happiness, it's it's very uplifting. At least that's what I experienced <laughs> when I was there. So maybe that resonated too. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. It is it's such a happy song. It's hard not to smile. And yeah, it must have just uh, just the timing. Obviously, yeah. I think it was uh, got to number one early January nineteen ninety four. Uh huh. So summer summer holidays. Um, yeah. Might have hit the yeah, like you say, hit the right vibe there. Yeah. So I, I did see evidence that you toured here as well. Were you on that tour with yes, Cut and Move? Yes, yes. It came about with um, we we got the news about Australia. We're excited <laughs> uh, that we're uh, number one there. And I I called my mom actually first, like mom, yeah. <laughs> you have to talk and grandma, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> Australia, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, a couple of weeks later, um, our manager, John, he called us and said um, that um, we were supposed to tour there if we wanted to with uh, my old friend, Tanya from Culture Beat. Yep. And I was like, this would be perfect. So we were um, talked to the management of a Culture Beat and then we did, we called it the Beat and Move Tour. Uh, You're right. <laughs> yes, of course. So I was just happy because <laughs> Tanya is my friend still to this day. So we were just like, we're going on tour together. <laughs> Yeah. in Australia and um, so we were massively excited especially me I'm like this is the, the so dear to my heart yeah and um, we flew and to Malaysia and then we had a stay layover and then the next day we flew we started in Townsville up north oh, wow yeah the first uh, show and we, when we landed it was so beautiful and they had a zoo there um, and they closed it down for us for all the uh, concert um all of us that were doing the tour and we got to see like 
real koalas and you know it's uh, no big deal for you guys but for us it's like emus and crocodiles yeah. <laughs> and i got to pet you know a little koala and feed the kangaroos it was beautiful and i had it held like a big python snake on my neck this is badass <laughs> oh that's great yes gee um so did you work your way down the coast then not many bands would go to um townsville these days i don't think no but it, it was like so we we flew a lot i mean your country is huge yeah but then we were like we went to melbourne and then i think sydney was on the four, fourth or fifth uh show then we went to tasmania also to do oh wow yeah which was amazing yeah, impressive yeah and, and the people in the band always called me the tasmanian devil so they had yeah. a lot of we were there like stop it yeah <laughs> <laughs> So we went all over um, Australia for that. Oh, um, so good. Yes, it yeah. was really, really nice. And the people there uh, were so welcoming and so happy and, and upbeat. It was like, we called it in, in behind the scenes, we call it still to this day, we called it the love tour. Ah, yeah. It was just so amazing. It was the best oh. tour of our lives. Oh, awesome. I'm mm -hmm. very happy to hear that. Yes. And yeah, you obviously toured the world as well. Yeah. Uh, was it just a blur at the time? We did you get time to look around, or was it uh, just place to place, plane to plane? It was place to place, plane to plane for sure. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things that the only thing I regret with Australia and also with the world was that I didn't just take an extra week or two and just stay there because it was just like you're going to the plane then you go into the hotel then you go into the venue for sound check then back to the hotel maybe you do some promotion and then you do the show mm. and you're wasted not wasted drunk but tired yeah so that's, that's like the thing so you don't get to see a lot of things um when i i've never traveled before cotton move so when yeah. i when we came to um france for the first time i saw the eiffel tower through like the glasses of a, a limo <laughs> it was like a, uh, a limo. Yeah. And then back to the airport to do a show in Germany later in, in Berlin. And I didn't oh even talk there. I was like, oh, I'm in France, but I didn't get to see it. So that's the only thing that was um, I, I regret of the whole period, you know, that I didn't have more time to see the places that you, you toured. Yeah, I guess uh, trying to make the most of the, uh, the popularity. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the hope that you'd get back there again. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand it's also like beautiful for us in the, the olden days <laughs> that i was a part of and the whole 90s movement you know a lot of people still to this day they know us and yeah, right. yeah. yeah and and that's um because it was the other way of doing promotion we we're physically there to meet people we did meet and greet yep. with the magazine covers the tours Whereas today you get discovered on Spotify and then next week somebody else is number one. It's so uh, quickly digested. And I think that the 90s have longevity. And a lot of people grew up with our music. They have memories. They first kissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so the first, uh, you know, to drunken uh, vodka or whatever they're drinking beers <laughs> and the first pukes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of memories going on there. So, um, so it's priceless for sure. I wouldn't, you know, be without it. And I wouldn't still have a name today if that hadn't happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty great. Is Cut and Move still active? Like I've seen you perform not that long ago. The song is that 
just yeah. yourself or is that official cut and move? Yeah, we're still together. Um, yep. Um, it had, it was like 10 years ago. There was a big, we love the nineties festival in Denmark that, um, came up and they of course wanted us, um, to join the, the lineup. And then suddenly uh, they were like 15, 20,000 people there. <laughs> and suddenly it was like, I came backstage and there was Hattie again. It's like, what's up? I haven't seen you yeah. in 10 years or 15 years. So Hattie was there and, and Alban was there and culture beat. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I was standing backstage on the side, you know, side of the stage all day before we went on. I was like, I got to see yeah. Hattie. And Hattie, he had the same kind of vest that he always had in the 90s. And he was like, yeah. what is love? And he had to yeah. I was like, yes. And, and it was like coming together with family again. And Alban was still the same, you know, sing hallelujah. And you saw the people were just clapping. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're still touring. And we're still touring with these guys. And we did Sweden as well. And, you know. There was actually talk about one point last year before everything closed down that we might come back to Australia with like some of the 90s acts. So, okay, yeah. Which would be fun because this time I'll stay for a while and just, you know, travel around and, yeah. and hang out, you know. So it's still active more than, than it's ever been. And how is it in Australia? Is it still alive or the 90s? <laughs> well, yeah, like, like you said, I think that my sort of generation. Uh, we've got a lot of nostalgia and yeah i i did notice in the last few years there's a few uh there's a few of the bands doing sort of uh i don't know if they reconciled or got back together and were touring but there's still a market there i think yeah oh that's good i i one of i'm friends with aqua we, <laughs> all right yeah and i i i remember renee told me that they were going to australia so i know yeah they've been there you know before and after i think in, in the recent years so yeah <laughs> um i do want to mention as well the the video for give it up mm -hmm. um, it certainly adds to the charm i believe of the uh of the song uh, <laughs> what are your uh, recollections of that that video shoot oh i hate it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't no, even, okay. sometimes I don't even put it up on my Instagram because I was like 20 and I don't know. Um, the, first of all, when we came to the shoot, the stylist, um, I came in, the stylist was like, yeah, I have this uh, flower power kind of dress for you. I'm like, no way. <laughs> See, I got curves. I'm just going to look like a you know, blip or something, uh. <laughs> like a Michelin man or, or and, but they insisted that I had to wear this dress. And I looked, I didn't look my best at that time. Uh, and, you know, and I, it was my first video shoot and I was like, a, I was a mess. So when I watched it back, I see this little 20 year old girl. And today I'm like, I'm turning 50 and I've never looked better. I'm like in good shape. I look great at that time. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I have a love-hate relationship because it, it, it's, it's a part of my past, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I cringe my feet when I see it. I can't watch it. I'm sorry. Oh, no, fair enough. I, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't uh, think you were looking too bad, to be honest. Uh, oh, but it, it was, it was a, just a lot of fun. You had to, that, that border with the flowers sort of uh, surrounding the screen. And uh, a lot of silhouettes and yeah. members having having a dance. Yeah, having a dance. 
That's true. I loved everything except me. I just wanted to you know, <laughs> put myself in now how I look today in that video, but of course not. But it 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 was the right time and it looked at the right. It was yeah. like everything was, you know, tied into that season. So I, I believe that they did a good job. I was just not very happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, that only about wraps it up. Is there any other anecdotes you'd like to share over the years about about the song you must have heard it in some strange places i've heard it in so many strange places <laughs> oh my god and uh, recently i've heard some tiktoks of people that are like oh yes uh, which is also very very fun to watch and it just has a life of its own of its own now um still to this day and even when we perform today people are like dressed up some are even like trying to do the braids that i had in the video <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> like wigs and stuff like that the same but, dress no they, they can't luckily they can't find <laughs> the dress <laughs> and so it, it's it's just been a blessing and it's just been so much fun to be part of that era and that the 90s was such a feel-good era and i feel that when when things are opening up again, I think we're going to have a big renaissance in that department because we need positivity and happiness and and a little carelessness now after all this lockdown all over the world. Mm -hmm. So I hope I think it's going to be surging again. Uh, both give it up and the other number one songs that that you mentioned as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You think you'll ever get tired of of singing? Give it up. Never get tired of singing. Never. No matter if it's like a, a corporate party, people are standing on the feet, they're standing on the tables, they're dancing. <laughs> it's a, and especially because now we're grown-ups and then we, we just get transported back to that time and you can just see people let loose. Like when I was a teenager, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm never going to get tired because it makes people happy and that is a beautiful thing that music still can do to this day. Well, thank you again so much. Cindy, uh, you. you've put a smile on my face, and I think you'll put a smile on our listeners' face, much like Give It Up does. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to you, and I hope we'll be back there one day. I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fingers crossed things, uh, the world gets things right, and we can get the music scene happening. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. You're welcome. Take care. Yeah, so there we go. How's that? That's uh, very impressive. Nice work, Teddy. Cindy, very, uh, yeah, thanks again to Cindy. She was very kind to give up her time for that and uh, some great stories and info there. Yes, but, uh, yeah, interesting chat there. Well done. Rewarding the uh, long-time listeners. Very much so. <laughs> uh any comments quickly on the song, boys? We kind of covered covered a bit there, but uh... oh, I just think it's it is just hundred percent nineties. As soon as you hear it, and you know, it's a catchy, catchy song, and yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, one that you know, when you hear it, it definitely uh, gets stuck in your head. Yeah, yep. definitely uh, takes me back to you know, you used to get those little basketball rings you'd put up, hang up in your room. Yeah. A little backboard and you had the little orange ball. It just reminds me like I used to <laughs> pump tunes, play basketball for hours on end as kids and just um, have like a <laughs> hits mix or something going. And 
you know, yes, the days. Absolutely. I did have. I looked up. I used to have it on a compilation CD, and yeah, I found it. It was. I think it was 100 percent hits. Uh, 100% smash hits, 1994, best of or something. Did you so, really have to research that or you knew it? Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Carr. <laughs> uh, well, might, uh, we might play the original from KC as well, just for a bit of uh, comparison's sake. Uh, here goes KC in the sunshine band. This was 1984, uh, about 10 years earlier. Take it away, KC. All right, that was KC and the Sunshine Band. Uh, that managed to reach number three, I believe. Yeah, and it's running in 1984, so it's pretty popular too. Yeah, ahead of its and, time a bit. Mm. <laughs> well, it was. you can probably notice a bit of difference. That was supposedly one of the last real disco hits, um, you know, after the disco era. Yeah, definitely uh, see, uh, synth heavy. Um, compared to the 94 version. Yeah, and uh, that little uh, Noel Rogers kind of chicka-chicka guitar in there. Chicka-chicka. Chic. Um, and then, yeah, Cut and Move kind of just swapped that out for a bit of the old uh, house piano. Yeah, solid. And, uh, <laughs> what do you get? A hit? Yeah. Kept the uh, horns, though. It's probably pretty vital. And probably the other main notice with is that rap verse. Probably that's the big, the <laughs> yeah, other true. big uh, change there. Yeah, <laughs> would have been pretty rash if KC had a rap verse back then. Yes, very much so. Hmm. All right. Well, it's obviously a ten out of ten, so we might uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for Cindy's efforts. Yep. We might uh, we might just go straight into chart wash today. Have a go at this list. Wow. That's impressive. Do yourselves a favour and look up 94. Yes. Very much. So, yeah, cut and move, obviously, at number one. Then number two, Dennis Leary with Asshole. Uh, so uh, it's a bit of a classic. Uh, won Hottest the, 100 winner. Hottest 100. Was that the first one, too, that was just for the year, I think, like as opposed yeah. to all time? You're right. Yep. And number three, I'm not uh, Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting collaborating for All for Love. Mm, the big dogs. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know whether I know that song, but I probably would if I heard it. Twenty four seven at number number four with Slave to the Music. Mm, that's a banger. Is it Slave to, Slave the, to music. the Music? On on the Oh, is that that one? Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, the, Probably the um, similarities with the number one, then no, 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 no. You two at number five uh, with a song called Stay. Then, yeah, Salt and Pepper at number six. M- Great song. Yep. M People at number seven. That is a, a ripping song. Moving on up. Moving on up, yes. DJ Jazzy Jeffrey in the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Boom, shake the room. Boom. And then, yeah, Mariah Carey at number nine and big Brian Adams again at number 10. Mm. Just uh... Brian, yeah, my uh, my mum loves Brian Adams back in those days. I remember that song Please. being on uh, high rotation. Okay, yeah. Mm. yeah uh, probably yeah. one that you'd listen to and know I can't think of it off the top of my head. 
You got a uh, rendition for us, uh, Teddy? Please forgive me here. <laughs> no, no, I say it, oh, yeah. <laughs> Please forgive me. Oh, yeah. And I know <laughs> I'm loving you. Won't allow me. We're going to do this for every song, mm. so save a bit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so probably hey, then, Mr. DJ. <laughs> Is that that song? Yes. <laughs> Is it? Okay, yep, then, yeah. So then the other ones that probably stuck out to me was, yeah, Ace of Base at number 15, another one of the oh. Nordic Nordic ones, all that she uh, all that she wants. That is a... Number one? Did that get to number one? Oh, well, if there's any justice they, in the world, they, it would have. I did uh, uh, with one of their songs. Yeah, 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 it looks like it got there. So that was a great song. Three weeks it got number one in 93, yeah. Um. Snoop Dogg was going back then. Number is, is number thirteen. Hardaway is that that? What is love? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's is uh, that... Cindy mentioned uh, Hardaway in there. Yeah, in the interview a couple of times. Hardaway. Um, Baby, you don't hurt me. Yeah, so yeah, please, Joe, because there's I'm just going through the ones that I instantly know the names or whatever. Yeah, Pearl Jam number twenty. Um, Radiohead number twenty two. Twenty one. Blind Melon. Blind, oh, yeah, yep. No Rain. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a good song. I'm not sure. There's one here that uh, NKOTV, I don't know who that is, but yeah, <laughs> Dirty Dog, their, their song. Mm, um, I'm not sure of that one either. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, number 25. Relax. Well, that's a, some sort of remix for the looks. Relax 93. They put a new, new one out every year. <laughs> By the end, oh, that relaxed last sleep. Reminding people to relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last version just some sleeping, I think. Um, Peter Andre, <laughs> number 29. That yeah. Frankie go, the original Frankie Goes Hollywood was 1984. Yeah, there you go. So maybe they were uh, following cut and moves. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah the same sort of uh, era. Peter Andre. Peter Andre, let's get it on. Do you want to dance? Janet Jackson, 31. The Urban Cookie Collective, number 32. Yeah, they were up higher as well. Were they really? That's a relevant name now. Yeah, the Urban Cookie number, Collection. They were up higher with 12 as well. Feels like heaven. Yeah, never heard of them before. Crowded House, 34. 35 Pet Shop Boys. Um, Gabrielle, Dreams. Dreams can come true. Oh, is that that song? That was a ripper, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's some big names in there, but um, yeah, some big, big tunes too. Quite a few by the looks of it that I don't exactly know when reading the title, and then, then you mentioned how they yeah. go, and it's like, oh yeah, and I'm sure there'd be a few of them would be like that. Sound Gardens in there, number thirty, Spoon Man, Spoon Man, yeah, ripper of a song. That would have been surely one of their first. Oh no, it's nineties. Yeah, fair enough. Spoon man. It's an odd. Um, it's an odd name of a song. I'll put it, give it that much. <laughs> Peaked at number twenty-three. Um, Urban Cookie Collective. I might look that up. Oh, uh, how many? Uh, how many different ones will come up before it's actually the band? <laughs> the key, the secret. Oh yeah, I reckon I this. I've got sing it first. I've got the secret. Oh, oh yeah, I got the power. It's like we're in a bloody German sparkle party or something. <laughs> <Yeah. else. laughs> 
that's, yeah, I've got to number four, yeah. But that song, once again, is just as soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah, that's 90s. Like, as soon as you do uh, yeah, hear that, which, I mean, comparing it, if you were growing up today, like, we did have it pretty good. That's right in our wheelhouse of our childhood. Like, they are some banging songs. Like, some of the crap that's coming out now, like, I feel sorry for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is. Go to bed, uh, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's yeah, generation's the best, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, that uh, they would say that. Yeah. I do wonder often, though, what what the young kids of today will be looking back on. You know, who's going to be the? Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, well, that's right. But classic pop tune, and and it's always interesting the ones that stand the test of time that. But there would be older songs that we know, but there would be so many that you don't know that could be great mm. songs, just you've never heard them. Um, but yeah, they've sort of, you know, whether it is got a cult following or a, you know, however they've they've uh, stuck around, I guess. Um, yeah, so yeah, they're probably the most notable ones I I picked. But yeah, definitely uh, yell out if you you guys uh, notice any others that you uh, know or that you think the listeners will know. Well, culture beats in there. Um, Cindy mentioned uh, uh, those guys. That's um, they sing Mr. Vane. Ah, uh, yeah. It's not. Uh, this song's called "Got to Get It," but uh, they're in there at number fourteen. How's Mr. Is it Mr. Vane? Mr. Say? Vane. Is that what you said? Come, that's a Come, Oh, I the tune of Mr. Jones in there. <laughs> I was thinking Mr. DJ. Dr. Jones, is it? Dr. Jones? Jones? Oh, Aqua. (laughs) Aqua. Aqua. Same same region. They were in the list of... um, Cindy mentioned those guys as well. Aqua, yeah. Well, they were... Friends with Aqua. Were they Denmark or they were Swedish or something? Somewhere uh, European for sure. Mm. Denmark, yep. Yeah, they were were Denmark as well. So sort of fits in the line with all the... um, it's that big dance concert they do. European Eurovision. Eurovision, yeah, Eurovision. Yeah. So sort of sits in the essence of that vibe. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is a very good oh, very good list. Just put on a playlist. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon the uh like hit mix C D I was listening to it a young kid. I reckon thirteen songs are off that that top fifty there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Leonard Leonard Kravitz. Leonard. Leonard. What number forty two for Vent Leonard? Yeah, not sure about that song, but In Excess down there too. I'd, would be one of their later hits. Not sure of time. Yeah. Mm. Don't know what class is a hit too, because it was only in for two weeks at forty nine. <laughs> like at which oh. point do they start to say, Well, that wasn't a hit for them, like mm. it was very good call. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Like, if I got number 49, I'd be, <laughs> I would be doing cartwheels. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, very good. Thanks, Doc. Was, no. uh, very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah next, 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 please. All right. It is time for a random date. Drum roll, uh, <laughs> fellas. Here we go. Oh! 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 Match. That was exciting there. 
You would struggle uh, to keep up, Keith, with my excitement levels. They are off the charts. I've got a good hint. It's a Wednesday. Ooh. It's uh, Wednesday, April 26, 1972. What are we going to be looking at here? Okay. Pretty clearly that one. Oh, um, 26th of April. Jeez, a very close to an absolute classic. Yeah, the one above it. Yeah, the one prior oh, yeah. and below probably. <laughs> Although Benny, Benny Hill there. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Benny Hill was number one. Can confirm a couple on, of months before. Pretty sure that was on that list of worst number ones in Australia too. The fastest uh, milkman in the West. God. <laughs> Don't have to be a genius to work out what that's about uh, either. That is very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Um, could be, yeah. I think Silverchair and Eminem have done a cover of this. Song. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> there's a, a buddy, kid, kid. I was just about to say, whatever his name is, kid, kid Leroy. That is very oh. uh, at the moment. I think he's right up in the charts. Yeah. Number six. That song at the moment, Jim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's been around kid. a while though. Let's see. We'll, we'll have a quick listen here, see if we know it. On a Grammy. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. There is a cover. It might be a 90s cover too. Well, he actually died in 94 too. I didn't know either week we're on. Oh, okay. We know the song. Took a bit, but uh, get to the chorus. Pretty sure you'll know it too. Absolutely. Um, yes. He won a Grammy, I think, for the song too. For the song, yeah, right. Eh? Where's the? Uh, there is. Who sings the cover? That's um, Mariah Carey. Yeah, is it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Mariah Carey version. All right. Well, that's probably fairly good hints there. <laughs> she was ninety four. That the cover. There it's a go. slow builder, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, a bit more downbeat than Cut and Move. But, uh, well, yeah, so unfortunately, I think the singer of that song has passed away, but Mariah mm. Carey is still alive, Teddy. Now, that's all I will say. Right, we'll see what Mariah's up to. <laughs> You're still mates with Pat, uh, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think they went yeah. their separate ways. Give JP, JP a call. He's probably... Uh, yeah, okay. Any other comments, fellas? I think it's. Oh, it just... turns out this w- was actually written by other another band. Oh, was it? There you go. Been recorded by over 180 artists. Wow. <laughs> Let's save all this for next week. Admittedly, mm. I'm one of the 180, so I don't know how to beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. There is some good stuff here, by the Oof, way. That is, yeah, big. Yeah, wow. Okay. Awesome. Look forward to that. Let's play the damn song. Okay, it's that time of the show where we play the song for everyone out there. And uh, still got Cindy there. Cindy, would you mind uh, giving us a rendition over the phone? (coughs) No, I'm joking. That didn't happen. She's not on the phone anymore. We're just going to play the song for this episode. A big thanks again to Cindy. Really just uh, made our podcast. Nice work. Much appreciated. 
Hope you enjoyed out there. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Matt. See ya. Bye. You're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoznno1 at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.